G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It's amazing how fast Tuesday rolls around every week and as we do on a Tuesday, good to get an update on breaking news as it's happening coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross, our Middle East reporter, back with us again today. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. Uh, Ron, some good news to start off with today, Uh, significant news, because today Israel is celebrating Independence Day and 2,000 years of biblical promises fulfilled. And I wonder how many people have been waiting a long time for God to fulfill a promise or two. Uh, Israel waited nearly 2,000 years uh, before what they now call Yom Hatzmut, Independence Day. They read through many scriptures, starting with Moses, about their promise. Uh, Moses wrote about it in Deuteronomy 28. Hebrew prophets also wrote about it. Isaiah 43, uh, Jeremiah 30, Joel 3, Ezekiel 36, and Isaiah 9. And uh, you might say that for 2,000 years it was promises, promises. But then in a single day, the state of Israel was born... And uh, on uh, May 14, 1948, uh, the Prime Minister David Ben-Gurion made a formal announcement that every year on May the 2nd, Israel would celebrate uh, Independence Day. I found his uh, declaration very interesting. He said, the land of Israel was the birthplace of the Jewish people. Here, the spiritual, religious, and national identity was formed. And I found it very interesting that he put spiritual first. Here they achieved independence and created a culture of national and universal significance. Here they wrote and gave the Bible to the world, he said. Exiled from Palestine, the Jewish people remained faithful to it in all the countries of the dispersion, never ceasing to pray and hope for their return and restoration of their national freedom. He made the declaration in 1948 and closed it with these very important words. With the trust in the rock of Israel, we set our hand on this declaration, and he spelt rock with a capital R. We know what that means. That's right. And uh, when we put that capital letter on that descriptive word, we're referring to God, the God of the Bible. Another significant anniversary coming up next month too, Ron, June the 5th, and that'll be another significant marker for the 50th anniversary of the Six-Day War. Uh, It's as though all of these anniversaries and fulfillments of God's promises, fulfillments of biblical prophecy, uh, these sorts of things are uh, a time for celebration in Israel. I have friends in Israel who are dancing already. Okay. Well, as that celebration continues, uh, some other significant news affecting the nation of Israel. Hamas has issued a new charter and uh, in some respects quite threatening, Ron. Yeah, they've released the charter at the same time Israel started celebrations for its 69th Independence Day. 
And, of course, Hamas still does not recognize Israel's right to exist. Hamas supports the establishment of a transitional Palestinian state along the borders from 1967, its leader Khaled Mashal said yesterday. Uh, the charter stresses that the occupation has no right over Al-Aqsa that belongs to our nation, Mashal said, before adding that we do not recognize the Zionist entity and there is no limitation of our rights. Uh, so it's a new charter, but not a new meaning. Uh, there's one thing that's in there that, as I understand it, uh, there's an accusation that Hamas may be trying to fool the world. Uh, the idea that Hamas has dropped its long-standing call for Israel's destruction. But uh, you've framed that along the lines of, uh, of uh, at least acknowledging their right to exist. Yeah, but uh, the Israelis are warning that the rewording of the Charter is only designed to woo the West. It's softened in a couple of areas uh, to suggest that Hamas have softened their stance, uh, which is far from the truth. Mm. Ron, the Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas is getting ready to meet President Donald Trump at the White House tomorrow. Yes, and it's interesting to watch the reporting of this by Palestinian Authority journalists. They're saying that uh, this visit is only reflecting the weakness of Mahmoud Abbas and many in the Palestinian territories agree. Uh, he'll be meeting with Bron uh, Donald Trump tomorrow, following a fresh declaration of intent by the latter to forge a peace deal between Israel and the Palestinians. With the expansion of settlements eroding hopes for statehood, Abbas would like to see Donald Trump come to the rescue by pressing for a complete settlement freeze and ensuring that the terms of reference for restarting peace talks are based on land for peace. Now, when we lived in Israel, I remember that was the big protest at the time, and there was quite a few groups in Israel that rode up, rose up against the uh, proposal. It's going to be interesting to watch Donald Trump's reaction, uh, because he's been meeting with many leaders in the Middle East, and I think he has a plan. Hmm. And, of course, he's now hinted uh, at the idea of the U.S. Embassy uh, potentially moving from where it is now to what's been considered a very controversial location, but uh, some sort of hint there that the U.S. Embassy uh, may be in for an announcement later this month. There are predictions that he will make that announcement when he visits Israel later this month, uh, He's hinted at uh, the fact that he will clarify the issue at that time. Last Thursday, Florida Rep. Ron DeSantis, a Republican in the USA, who earlier this year led a one-man fact-finding trip to scout locations for the embassy, said Trump would announce the relocation when he visits Israel at the end of May, following a campaign promise he appeared to walk back after assuming office. Asked about the relocation... Trump teased, ask me in a month about that, he told Reuters. Trump also appeared to express frustration that Israelis and Palestinians continued to not have a peace deal, saying there was no reason for the conflict to persist. I want to see peace with Israel and the Palestinians, he said. There's no reason there's not peace between Israel and the Palestinians, none whatsoever. Trump has, se has said several times that he would work to broker an agreement to end the decades-old conflict, 
citing his business acumen and saying peace would be his ultimate deal. Now, Ron, give us a little insight here, because at the present time that U.S. Embassy is in Tel Aviv and the potential for an announcement uh, may be, as was talked about in the election campaign, that they may move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Now, why is that so controversial? Oh, the Arabs uh, would be very, very angry uh, because it's the U.S. Uh, proclaiming Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. Uh, identifying that fact by its location. And interestingly enough, my wife and I lived two blocks away from a block of land that had been set aside for the site for the embassy. Now, obviously, they're re-looking at that and they're looking at more property, uh, but the uh, statement to the world, if the U.S. moves the embassy, uh, will be quite loud. All right. Now, it is very apparent that Donald Trump has a pro-Israel bent to the way that he thinks about foreign policy. And uh, he's proclaimed May as Jewish American Heritage Month. What does that mean for him as an American saying that about Israel? Well, there are many, many facts of uh, very wealthy Jewish people who financed uh, American military who financed uh, American uh, democracy, who financed American infrastructure. And uh, Donald Trump is saying it's time for that to be recognized. And his statement said, during Jewish American Heritage Month, we celebrate our nation's strong American Jewish heritage, rooted in the ancient faith and tradition of the Jewish people. Trump mentioned that the Jewish people have left an indelible mark on American culture through an ethical code and tikkun alam, which is a Hebrew phrase for repairing the world. He also stated that Jews came to America to escape persecution and violence and that American Jews have stood for human freedom, equality and dignity. Trump said he plans to celebrate the connection between the Jewish people and the United States with his daughter Ivanka and his son-in-law Jared Kushner. Now, therefore, I, Donald J. Trump, President of the United States of America, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Constitution and the laws of the United States, do hereby proclaim May 2017 as Jewish American Heritage Month. And I'm sure there were reactions. Mm. Well, Ron, as always, uh, look, I always appreciate and honour you for being able to very skillfully, the way you do, deliver those latest headlines as they're breaking around the world, as they have to do with Israel and the Middle East, but it gives us a wonderful context uh, through a Judeo-Christian lens uh, that perhaps people are not hearing anywhere else. And, uh, Ron, honour you, and thank you so much for uh, delivering those headlines again for us today on 2020. Well, thank you, Neil. Thank you very much. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.